Welcome to a Veterans Drink of Vodka production of Article 15. Here at Article 15, we are attempting to raise awareness of the 22 veterans who commit suicide every day. We talk to everyday veterans about everyday issues of acclimating back to civilian life from the military life. Today, we're speaking with Corporal Nick Jeffers, United States Army, 11 Bravo, the tip of the spear. Nick served from 2002 to 2005. And he was with the uh, second wave that went into Iraq from February 04 to, uh, yeah, February 04 to February of 05. And uh, he was over into crit. So if you guys, any of the other 11 Bravo guys that might be listening or anybody else who was sitting into crit, um, this is your guy to talk to, the infantry. Nick, welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Of course, of course. Thank you. You know, right off the bat, I want to say thank you very much for your service. My veterans, man, the, what you guys do are, you guys are my heroes. Seriously. I've, and it, it always sounds funny when we say this, uh, grown men, uh, who say, you know, I, we met on TikTok and I've met so many amazing veterans and still active military guys here on TikTok. I know they have their, their military civil war is going on on TikTok right now, which is fantastic. Great morale booster, but oh yeah, I I got actually uh, a friend of mine. She goes by Odin is watching. Uh, hit me up and said that you're a veteran and we got to start we got to start boosting you. So, uh, one of the first things I saw was this clothing line you got. It it's respect clothing. If yep. you want to elaborate yep. on that, Nick. Yeah. So, um, respect clothing is basically a clothing line that I started for veterans, for law enforcement, for military in general, first responders, basically to promote them or to push them or show them that there is backing out there and respect. And the reason I spelled it the way I did was we're military, first responders, law enforcement. We uh, we love our acronyms. So respect spelled with a K is actually an acronym and it stands for respect, eliminate, selfless, protect, kinship, and trusting. So uh, yeah. It's, it's something that I, I love and feel close. It feels close to me, helps with my PTSD and everything going on to be able to do this and help other people. So that's fantastic. The clothes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the videos, if you guys get a chance, if you're on TikTok, if you guys watch him on TikTok, what is your name on TikTok, Nick? Uh, it's actually respect, uh, R E S P K T clothing, just as it sounds. So respect clothing, R E S P K T clothing. If you guys get a chance, you'll be able to see him actually making the shirts. I, 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 of course I had to go and, and, you know, snoop around his, his profile and see his videos and I'm watching him make these shirts and it's crazy to me. Is that one of your shirts you're wearing right now? It actually is. It's the second amendment. Oh, shirt. wow. Oh, that's so. killer. If you guys can't see this, I hear you want to take my second amendment rights and it's a and it's a flag made with guns and everything and you gotta have to dip down a little bit man you're you're a little tall there we go i can't read it hang on there yeah, you go you I almost got it you yeah. can go ahead and try but i'm going to die before i give up those rights to anyone oh that's sweet and i'm assuming that's a 762 that's just sitting yep. there in the middle yeah, that, that's that's pretty killer, man. That shirt looks pretty nice, man. It looks yeah, it looks pretty comfy. 
Thank you. Uh, I actually do. I do all the graphic design. I do everything myself here at home. So awesome. everything's printed and and burned and taken care of here. I dig it, man. So you're saying it helps with the PTSD. What? And I mean, you know, that this that's what this show is about, man. Talking yep. about vets about their everyday life after the uniform. When did these things, you know, you're saying PTSD. When did stuff start hitting you? So right when I got out, right when I got out, the um, the feelings of loss, uh, the camaraderie, uh, the um, togetherness, the not knowing what's going on, everybody's, there's no order to anything. Even though when you're in, there doesn't feel like there's any order to anything. Everything's hurry up and wait. But when you actually get out, you start to realize, wow, everything's a shit show. Um, there's no sort of order to anything. And, uh, I was doing a lot of drinking when I got out after I got out and it's been some time I ended up, you know, this is going to be a problem. Six, seven, eight, nine beers to even fall asleep at night. Um, dealing with some of the things that I did see and do. Uh, but from there found fitness, fitness, I actually have a degree in, um, exercise science and nutrition, uh, that I used my GI bill to get. <laughs> yep. I have the uh, same made up degree. <laughs> yep. So I went from there. I actually worked at a at a college out here Anschutz in Denver for uh, CU Denver. And it's their medical campus. And I worked in exercise research, uh, doing muscle biopsies, putting people through strenuous testing, uh, doing blood spinning, the whole nine yards. Uh, I loved my job. Things got weird towards the end when COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. Um and during during the shutdown, because we got shut down in, I believe it was April of 2020, I ended up starting to, to draw a little bit more because this is my second clothing line. I ended up starting to draw a little bit more and learned a little bit more about screen printing and doing all that kind of stuff with every, all the time I had on my hands and led to this. So yeah, it's kind of like a tree that's all over the place, ADHD, you know, that's how things go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, ended up here doing the clothing line and feeling good about it. And that, that it ha- helps settle down when I have thoughts going, doing the artwork, doing the t-shirt printing, keeping my hands busy, doing all that stuff helps keep me grounded. helps me from losing. It keeps my mind concentrated. That's a good thing, man. I mean, that, that that's your story, you know is so similar, not only to, to my story. And as I've put it out through many of my episodes of the stuff that I, it, it always turns out to be the same thing that you, you get released yeah. from, you, you get released from the military and you're used to having that plan of the day, the plan of the month, the plan of the week, you know, there's, there's scheduled maintenance. There's all these different schedules and yeah. you, then they just start letting you make your own decisions. And it's like, wait, what? I get to decide yep. whether I get up or not. I get to decide whether <laughs> I get to go and do this or not. I get to decide these things. And I remember when I first got out of active duty, I said duty, I did. But when I first got out of the active military, it was the bar scene. Because you knew yeah. when, when the weekend came along and you you didn't have to worry about field training. You didn't have to worry about getting underway. You didn't have to worry about all these yep. things. What did we go and do? Man, we threw a big ass party because we were with with 
we were with all of our boys, we were with all of our friends, and everybody was there. You, the goofiest stuff would take place that would make the greatest stories, and it was the oh, yeah. best times, man. That's what you remembered was the everything good happened when you were at a bar, when you were with your friends drinking and partying yeah. and having a good time. And so we look, we crave those times again. So where do we look to? Well, yep. where was the good times at? The good times were at the bar. The good times were, were at the party. So Sunday through Saturday, as long as we keep drinking, we're going to keep having these good times. And it became our ritual, drinking oh, a yeah. couple of beers. And then it was, you know, you're amped up at 11 o'clock at night and you're like, well, shit, I got to get up for work in the morning. I have to be up at 6, 630. I've done this before. I'm going to slam some beers and I'm going to try and fall asleep. And you wake up and you get a little bit of a hangover. And then yep. it's like, you know what? I know how to kill this hangover. A little bit of a couple of beers, <laughs> just, maybe a shot, shot of beer, get you going. And then, yep. you know, have a monster and you're ready to go. And it became a new ritual. And it slowly, it was just like, something worse and worse oh, and yeah. worse and before you know it you're 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 overweight you're miserable you're alone and yep. trying to find the purpose in it all and that's what everybody says i lost my purpose i'm yep. i'm proud that you have found a new purpose this clothing line this respect you got to put respect on the clothing the 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 respect the clothing line i think that's a beautiful thing and a great outlet and i think it's fantastic oh, yeah. you found this what what have you, what are some of the other uh, symptoms that you found? Obviously, there's PTSD. You you were you were in the second wave going yeah. into Iraq um, when, they, when when they were doing waves instead of just yeah. sending people randomly out there. So I spent a year. Uh, I'll just go through a little bit of my story. Spent a year out there. I was in Tikrit. Uh, I also deployed a lot of different places. A lot of close friends. What ended up happening. Um, I was almost killed when we were doing a move into Samara. Um, I had an RPG. So we were set up. We, it took us 24 hours to push into the city of Samara. It was a lot like Fallujah. Um, but Fallujah, there's a lot of stuff going on. This was a little bit later. They didn't want to televise it and announce it kind of like Fallujah did. They didn't want them to know what was happening. Fallujah um, was intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what ended up happening was they called our unit in plus some special forces. And they said, we need to retake the city because they had forced a lot of the, uh, the soldiers out and everything that was going on. So we move into, uh, or we moved to Samara. Um, and as we're trying to push in, it took us 24 hours to move one mile into the city. Um, and I was in a unit that was a mechanized unit. So we had our Bradleys and everything that was going on mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we pushed into the city. We get in, uh, after all this fighting, we finally set up and we took over, um, uh, civilians house and a, um, abandoned house right next to it. We set up shop. Uh, I, we were probably sitting there for 20, 30 minutes. I tell my soldiers, because I was a team leader at the time, tell my soldiers, go ahead, get some shut eye. Um, we got to push a little bit further back or further in. And this is going to keep going. So shut your eyes while we're uh, sitting here for a minute and I will pull guard. Within that 30 minutes, all of a sudden, we start getting shot at. Well, what we didn't know was we had set up right across the street from a Freedom Fighters group 
Oh, uh, that shit. was about 200 meters down the road. They started popping off RPGs, different different things going on, and we fought with them for about seven hours straight. That's how much ammunition they actually had. We would put somebody down, and then from there, they would literally come in, drag them out. Somebody else would move in right into their place, and it was just this cycle for seven hours. Well, I'm up on this rooftop, and the way the houses were there was typically three stories they had mm-hmm. the they had the first floor second floor and then there was the roof and the roof were always like not balconies but you can go up on the rooftops and yeah most most the whole city way. yeah so i was set up on the rooftop with my two soldiers and we're overlooking the house because the, the fighting had stopped for a few minutes and i get a call over my radio from my XO saying hey we're gonna drop a bomb in the house uh, i need you to move come down. It's going to land in about 30 seconds. I said, Roger told my soldiers, got them. We moved directly below uh, where we were set up uh, on the second floor and in a balcony. And I'm staring out the, uh, from the balcony, I'm staring out at the windows and I'm trained on the windows. And all of a sudden I see a puff of smoke. Like, what the hell is that with the black dot in the center? And it was like time had slowed down during that time. And I, when I realized what it was, I was like, Oh shit, that's an RPG. I ducked down, covered my head, and it was coming directly at me. At the last second, it tailed up, hit the bricks above my head. The wall fell on my back. What I didn't realize was it actually broke my back and dislocated my shoulder. Popped my shoulder back in, came out of the rubble, and I fired about three rounds of 203 off. um, Blew out the whole side of the building. Uh, While the tanks are are shooting off right next to us. Um, So... When I say adrenaline's amazing, adrenaline is amazing. I never knew I broke my back. I didn't find out that I broke my back till after I got out of the military. I just thought it was it was hurting pretty bad. That's but, intense. Yeah. So that's another disability. It's it's my shoulder, my back, going through the nightmares and thoughts of those things for the PTSD. Yeah. Uh, and reliving that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that was just one instance, but that was probably one of the most memorable. I would, have, I would assume, yeah. Have you yeah. been talking to anybody about this stuff? Uh, I have. I've seen some counselors and different stuff like that. But yeah, this, like I said, this was some time ago. Um, I've come to the grips with everything that's been going on, and I've dealt with it. And I know, and it's people always ask, you know, that that situation. And, I, and you're a military guy. Don't don't you hear about, or don't you feel bad about taking lives and doing all this kind of stuff? And it's like, no. I don't. Why? Well, in those moments, it's them or it's me. I want to live the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to be able to have a family. I want to be able to grow old. I'm not the one starting the fights. I am protecting my own life. And and that's just the way it goes. I'm fighting for our country. I'm trying to make sure that these liberties that we have now stay. Yeah. The, the ROE pretty much protects us on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if if people so. are like you guys are attacking them, no, we're not attacking anybody. We we just kind of show up and people shoot at us, so <laughs> we uh, yeah. we shoot back. We're just better at this game. Yeah, but uh, just so bit. now that was all put into your service record. Okay, actually, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's priority number one. Let's be honest with oh, ourselves yeah. on that one. VA, yay, nay, yeah. good thing, bad thing. How was it? As far as what? <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you go. VA. It catches a really bad rap. So I've heard like a few good stories, uh, guys who enjoyed it. Uh, Chad Nougat, Tennessee was one of the good ones. 
Yeah. Uh, one down in Georgia, I think, was another one in which they were helping people out. So I'm I'm trying to find out like so, where these good ones and bad ones are. When I was, because I lived in California, uh, I'm from California originally, and I moved to I moved to Denver about five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in California, and I was dealing with a lot of my back injury stuff, Long Beach uh, ended up being just amazing. The VA in, in Long Beach they really? found out I had this injury. They got me going. Uh, they took care of me um, and they set me up with my appointments and I would have to get cortisone injections into my spine up through my tailbone um, about every five, four or five months. Yeah, it sucked. But the did they wind up doing any surgery for you or anything? An infusion so or something? They wanted to, but they didn't want to at the same time because of the age. Uh, they didn't want to do it because... There's been a lot of studies going around, um, you being in the same field uh, that I was. Um, the things about discs and backs. Uh, discs, people don't understand this, but a lot of the studies have shown that the discs can regenerate themselves. It takes mm-hmm. a long time. It takes four to five to six years for them to rebuild and, and rehab and get it back working right properly. I never wanted back surgery because I wanted to be able to move freely now with fusions and different stuff like that. Yeah. You get kind of a lot of times after, yeah, you get tensed up and after 10, 20 years, you're going to have to go back in again. So it's actually how I got into fitness was, well, what can I do to make? Yeah. (laughs) What can I do? I was actually a CrossFit coach for years. Uh, I own my own gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not a gym. Go ahead and call it what it is. What a crossfitters a call it. A box. He had a box. A box. <laughs> um, that was years ago. I enjoyed it a lot. And here's the thing. I, and I will say this freely. 95% of the gyms out there are horrible. Oh, they're sorry. Boxes. Boxes. <laughs> 95% of the boxes out there are horrible. Um, because a lot of the times and the restrictions that, that CrossFit puts on these coaches or trainers um they go to a weekend course you can be sitting on your couch overweight you go to a weekend course say i want to become a crossfit coach you pay your thousand dollars you end up going to the course and then you pass this test at the very end and in one week you're a crossfit coach well Mm -hmm. i want to go ahead and open a gym i just passed my test i truly don't know anything about this but i want to go ahead and open a gym all I have to do is pay the $3,500 affiliation fee and I throw CrossFit up on my name and draw all these people in. Let's do it. So somebody it, it right costs, off the couch that does, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It costs, that's all you're doing is buying into this cult. And it, it, yeah. I enjoy watching like the CrossFit games. I enjoy yeah. the camaraderie that these boxes build. They build exactly. a family and a community. I think it's really cool. But all you're doing is you're paying wow. into getting your coach yep. fee. You're paying into the the CrossFit and then you just pretty much go onto the rogue website and just yep. buy their entire stock and then you're set yep. up to go. And people yep. just start showing up with their their Lululemon outfits and you're good. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So I worked yeah. for a couple of big box companies, not not actual box, but like gym styles in yeah. the in the fitness world. They call them big boxes. If you're a um, yeah. L.A. Fitness uh, Crunch, uh, for those who don't yeah. remember. Uh, but um, I worked for this company that was downtown Chicago. I was doing personal training there. They they would charge these people for me, to work out with me for one hour. It was eighty five dollars an hour. And I'm like, listen, I, I don't know anybody who would pay $85 an hour to even hang out with me. And you, 
seriously. So it, it was yeah. weird to me to, to charge these people. And I didn't have the conscience to be able to charge people uh, $1,800 for 24 hours of fitness. That was the, that was a, a deal. And yeah. uh, I was like $1,800 to hang out with me for an entire day. I'm pimping yeah. myself out pretty well here. I'm not doing too shabby, <laughs> but I wa oh, it yeah. wasn't paying our bills and I wound up getting picked yeah. up by this police department, but I still want to open up a studio. And this is, this is where I see a lot of fitness. Not only are the, 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 the CrossFit boxes, if, if you get a good box, I mean, yep. forget about it. You get the good bumper plates, you get the rings, you get, yep. you know, a lot of uh, body weight resistance training, a lot of great mobility training, but oh, yeah. you make sure that you have great coaches. That's the most yeah. important part because you'll get Joe Schmuckatelli off the, the side of the street trying to do a cling of 135 pounds right off the get-go and destroying their back and shoulders and everything yep. else like that. And everybody was like, yeah, man, just keep pushing through it. You'll get there. Oh, yeah. Like, no, Pushing through it is what those elite athletes that are on the CrossFit Games do because they're getting paid by all these sponsorships. Like they're like, oh yeah, they only get a hundred thousand dollars for the champion of that. Who cares? The amount of money. So we'll go with obviously Matt Frazier and and um, who's my, Briggs. Briggs is another one. He's my one of my most favorite. I love Briggs. But these guys are making hand over fist money in in free gear and and trial fitness stuff and they're getting all this money through sponsorships rogue is oh, yeah. notorious with all of it uh you know crossfit's paying them um who else am i thinking of uh some of the other just some even some of the smaller no-name gear send yeah. them free shit all the oh, time you got no you got noble you got uh nobles check them out if you haven't their shoes noble yeah, Noble, N-O-B-U-L-L. -L. They're amazing. Um, I've been doing the Reeboks. Yeah. No, I 100% Noble, their trainers. It's such a crossover shoe. I would do their um, – so I would. I used to do some Tough Mudders and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I love Mudders. Oh, they're, they're great. I would put on a pair of Nobles because they're like the military canvas. Um, they don't fall apart. I could literally run through one of the uh, Tough Mudders um, Spartan races. That that's what it was. Run through the Spartan race with one of those. I haven't done a Spartan yet. They're awesome. Do one if you get a chance. Do one. So I'd run through these these uh, Spartan races, and I would wear their shoes, and you'd be going through mud and all sorts of things. The, the shoes would just be wrecked by the end. Take them off at the end, throw them in the wash, pull them out. They literally look brand new again. Good to go. No, no stitching. No nothing. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. These are the trainers, um, not the runners, the trainers. I got you. The, um, the last mutter I did, I did it in a suit and a pair of Chuck Taylor low tops. And I did it like that just because I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah. I thought it'd be funny. I, I've done, um, I did, what was that one called? I can't remember what it was called. There was another one I did. It was my very first one. I destroyed my knee. I actually had a call off of work that day, but it wasn't, their, their, their speech was, do not jump over the pit, the mud pits. I'm like, why would you jump over the mud pit? This is a mud run. You're going to want to go and, yeah. and be in the mud. And uh, when I got to the very first obstacle, they had pretty much an excavator that just kind of like dug a hole and left the dirt mound right next to it, dug a hole. <laughs> it was three holes with dirt mounds on each side of it. And so I was like, oh, dude, I could totally jump over that. Made it over the first one, made it over the second one. The last one I go and I land on my knee and I could feel something in my left knee just destroyed. I was like, oh, no. oh, I just destroyed my knee after they just told me don't jump over the mud pits. 
And I went to go, I was like, fuck it, just get up and start running again. Just start going. You'll be fine. And I fell right over. I was like, oh my God. I was like, please don't oh, yeah. tell me I fucking like, uh, I finished it and a couple of beers afterwards, I could walk on my knee again. The next one, uh, I did a, it's a muck, the muck fest, M-U-C-K, muck fest. Huh. And it's to help with MS. Yeah. Uh, all donations go to uh, supporting MS and everything like that so all of your obstacles were what people with ms have to go through on a regular basis oh, wow. that was the muddiest i'd ever been yeah it was it was not like oh you get to get a little dirty and then you jump into a pool then you get a little dirty and you jump into a pool of water again no yeah. this was straight you're going through the muck and wow. i was just mudded up head to toe and i was actually on a drill weekend because uh, i still do my reserve work yeah. And I showed back up because, you know, you, they got the hoses afterwards. And everything. I tried to do the best I could to get all the, the dirt off me. I showed back up because I went on my lunch period and I showed back up and I still had like some dirt and mud on, on the side of my ears and behind my ears and stuff like that. And they're looking at me. So the guys are like, what's in your ear? He's in the backyard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> why, why are you so dirty? I'm like, oh, shit. Um, but then, yeah, I did do a uh, tough mutter and I was like, well, these are fun. I'm not like trying to sprint through yeah. everything. I just, I really want to enjoy it and meet people. So I put my, put on, I went to a Goodwill store, bought a suit and tie and I went through it in a suit. And if you go onto my Instagram, my opfit Instagram, O-P-F-I-T, opfit 2015, you'll see me. And I look like such an idiot. And I'm going, you see these guys are like in those shorts and they got like no shirts on and they're all ripped and they're going through the spider web thing. And you see me in a, in a, in a suit, <laughs> people are looking at me like, what the hell? And they're like, why do you have a suit on? I was like, I got church after this. I got to get going. Oh God. <laughs> um, those are tons of fun. Anybody who's listening, I highly recommend going to tough mutters and, and all the, the obstacle ones. Don't get me wrong. Five K's. They could be fun, but. Yeah, the, the, those are tons of fun. So with with your spine and everything like that, what did you guys wind up doing? Obviously, it's not bad as it was anymore. No, um, I wake up. I'm still stiff. I'm still hurting. Um, mm -hmm. But within the first hour or so, it's better. Why? Because I'm moving. I'm doing stuff and feeding the dogs. And I'm outside picking up shit. I'm I'm taking care of everything. Moving around is what makes it better with the, what I was doing in CrossFit and rehabbing it. It was a lot of movement work. It was a lot of stretching. It was a lot of deadlifts, yeah. lightweight, uh, deadlifts, stuff like that. Conditioning. And it helped. Yeah. And it helped. I tried to stay away from running as much as possible because as we know, what happens with running compression on the spine, compression of the spine, you end up compressing the spine. Well, the stuff that we just fixed now we're just redoing it so it's a lot of bike work a lot of rowing stuff like that um the row is nice i like the row yeah yeah uh if you've never gotten on an air assault bike i've um, seen those I, i've been trying to get my don't. hands on one. no no absolutely get one but oh i was gonna say they look like fun five to ten minutes on an air assault bike will put you on your ass you know just it's Think of running for an hour at full sprint. <laughs> That's what an air assault bike will do to you in about five. Really? Minutes. They are amazing if you do them right. 
And then that impact now is gone because now you're using full body with your legs and your arms. You're still getting the motion mm-hmm. of running, but now you got the resistance to the air pressing against you while you pedal with your legs. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but horrible at the same time. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> way to explain in a, it. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that so, one. And then there's another one in which you're pulling rope. rope. I don't know if you've seen those ones. It's like an actual like inch thick rope that you're just like, I've yanking seen along. that. I've seen that. I haven't messed with them. There's also the skier too. Um, I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen those. those that thing is pretty amazing. Things are pretty expensive. Work. If you're trying to get one of the aerosol bikes, don't get an aerosol bike from that name brand. Go to Rogue. Look at Rogue's aerosol. It's uh, okay. It's called the the Echo Echo Bike. Um, the Echo Bike. Echo Bike. It's I think it's like. Eight ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, it's still pretty expensive, but it is worth the money. Uh, well, the wife just I, picked up a um, what do they call it? The um, Palatone. So yep. uh, I don't think I'm going to be oh, getting I'm, a bike anytime soon. No, no, not not would have to buy one of those. Fucking <laughs> thing. And then it's an extra forty dollars a month just to to hold on yep, to the, the service, the videos and services yep. and shit like that. Whatever, it makes her happy. Okay, so we've been doing uh, CrossFit and destroying our shoulders and uh, yep. fixing our back at the same time. And when yep. people, people, when we tell you, and this is from two personal trainers, whether you're CrossFit, not CrossFit, there is a thing called conditioning. You've heard of strength and conditioning. There's a part of exercising called conditioning. It's where you're not maxing out every fucking day. Yep. You're not curling until your bicep falls off you're not deadlifting till your back gives out you're not squatting until you can't walk anymore there you're you're strengthening and can you're conditioning your muscles to do those specific lifts and what you're supposed to be doing lots of resistance bands everybody makes fun of the resistance bands and nobody touches them when yep. i'm at a gym i'm over there grabbing them up stretching out the body moving the body using those for every other little thing I love resistance bands. I will put you through the worst workout of your life with just resistance bands and maybe a medicine ball, and you're going to yep. be just hurting. You don't need yep. all the extra shit. Trust me. You get a couple of plates and a, and a bar, and I will have you hurting. That bar, it could be your best friend or your worst fucking nightmare. The resistance can, bands are there. Yeah. I can and literally make you cry on the ground just from a blank bar. It, it's Ugh. funny. It, 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 and it's it's so worth it too. Kettlebells, love them. Yeah. Lightweight, even better. Putting the body through. If you guys watched even bodybuilders, bodybuilders, power lifters, these guys are not just picking up, you know, like Volkswagen Beetles and moving on with their life. These guys are constantly working each one of those smaller muscles. They have to do movement exercises. Otherwise, your muscles are always going to be fatigued. They're always going to be sore. And you're not going to be able to get the proper lift that you want, or you're going to hurt yourself. So yeah, before this becomes CrossFit USA, yep, whatever podcast, let's try and keep to the the issues at hand. Yeah, absolutely. So, One last thing. If you want a good workout, do a Tabata with a blank bar. That's all you have oh, to do. Fucking Tabata <laughs> kills me. The, all right, you, let's get back at you, it. You, you're working out 20 seconds. You break 10 <laughs> seconds. You back at, oh, ugh. We, we we covered so you wound up going to college now did you go right to school after uh you got back oh god uh so i did um i was the uh the super senior yeah, he was buddy. my gi bill 
I used my GI Bill for everything it had. I didn't really think like at the time, I didn't really think, well, let's get our degree in something and go towards that. It was, I'm using this money to help live and support my life. Well, I still have extra time with my degree. Let's just switch majors and then go from there and I could still get, and that was probably the dumbest idea that I had ever done because I, (laughs) well, multiple times uh, switched my major. So I know a lot of stuff. Yeah, it changes all your class design. Yep. Yep. So I ended up, I was in school on and off for 12 years. Um, And I ended up, yeah, I was like, you know what? Finally, I moved out when I moved out here. um, You're a doctor. Right. Right. But yeah, (laughs) right before I moved out here, uh, I ended up getting uh, introduced to vocational rehabilitation and going on a voc rehab program. And that basically sets you up with, if you don't know, I'm sure you do. That, that'll set you up with um, a specific degree plan you have to follow and stick to to yeah. get to that degree. And that's what I ended up doing and graduated after I, I had really found that passion for fitness. So I said, you know, what? let's just let's go with a fitness degree uh, nutrition. I'm I helped myself. Maybe I can help others. Helping others is what makes me happy and helps keep my mind free from the PTSD and the different things. Um, so if I can help others, let's, let's keep going with that. So I got my degree. Um, and then while I was getting my degree, I ended up interning at this, uh, company that I worked with, uh, in Anschutz, uh, image research group. And I loved every second of it because I worked with people, uh, I worked on a big study called motor pack, which is actually still going on granted by the NIH for the next five years. We're studying basically what happens at the molecular level to muscle, something that's never really been found out before. And Mm -hmm. it's a nationwide study. So doing that kind of stuff and then working with people with in other studies with cancer, AIDS, working with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stuff like that, working how exercise can help them. Um, So it was great, great work. Uh, Like I said, Got a little weird um, with when COVID hit. Decided that uh, this line of work that I'm doing and fun stuff that I'm doing on the side is actually pretty profitable and fun, and I really enjoy it. And it helps me. Both the the feeling that people get when they appreciate what I've made or what I've designed or what I've put on a shirt and I send it to them. That feeling um, is amazing. Um, and then seeing my stuff around is it, it, it's a really cool feeling. And then seeing the support, that awesome. not just veterans, civilians. Yeah. Um, you, you hit a pretty wide spectrum yeah. just with military, yeah. but then you're adding in the first responders as well, which makes it yeah. an even bigger, uh, escapade, but that that's fantastic. I'm glad you're finding this stuff. Um, the, you know, the t-shirts, the helping vets, you know, that that's the whole reason I got into this. Yeah. I wasn't even on TikTok up until I think like October or something like that of last year. And I I wasn't even like, oh my God, I got to get on TikTok. It was like, well, I see all these videos on Facebook coming from TikTok. I'm going to go check this out. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. And then all of a sudden I start seeing like uh, Chad with uh, Battle Buddy uh, or uh, Battle 22. 
yeah. you know, I see Sam with the Battle Buddy response team. I see um, Figo with the uh, recall roster and see all these guys doing their part, doing stuff. Uh, Eddie yeah. down with uh, um, Tackle 22 Fishing, uh, 135 Customs Furniture with my buddy Wood. You know, there, and there's so many more non profit organizations that are out there that are doing so much more for veterans. And I'm like, yeah. I have to get involved with this. I have to do yeah. something. I need to be part of this crew. So I, I was so excited to be able to start getting onto TikTok. And, you know, I got my my support crew, which people who, you know, they say followers, but they're supporters, man. They're yeah. people who want to see great things for veterans. And I think it's really sick that uh, we're all on here. We're all doing a part. I appreciate what you're doing, man. I, I appreciate yeah. you coming on to the uh, Article 15. Article 15, I got picked up by Veterans Drinking Vodka, which is Amber and Amanda, who Amanda, both of them are, are uh, prior service sailors. Uh, Amanda has been kind of spearheading this Veterans Drink of Vodka. And if you want to join us, if anybody would like to join us on Sunday nights, we have like a little Zoom meetup, same same thing like this. Um, mm -hmm. We wind up with at any time like 20-something people in the little Zoom <laughs> chat. I mean, you're able to do it through your phone. I, most of the times I'm working, so it sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, But I, I'll sit at my squad car and I'll leave them on. They'll sit there all talk and I'll just listen. And every once in a while, I'll chime in if I'm done with my reports or if I'm taking a break or something like that. It, it, it's nice to hear other veterans yeah. and the goofy stuff that, you know, they talk about. You hear the sea stories and catch up with people. So I'm, I'm happier. Are you still doing the CrossFit stuff? Are you still coaching? I actually, no, I'm not. Uh, not. I okay. stopped doing that a few years ago. I stopped basically right before uh, the COVID stuff started and when everything had okay. to shut down i got myself involved with this screen printing so i haven't been doing that for a while uh, but i still keep in contact with the old owners of the gym out here in colorado that they're just absolutely amazing modig fitness modig fitness modig fitness they actually changed it was modig crossfit with everything that happened back then modig fitness now um, how do you spell that so we have that out there modig is m-o-d-i-g okay um, David Gutenberger. I know that last name. It's, it's a tough one. Just David Just, uh, over there make sure owner. I get that info. We'll put it in the bio yeah. at the bottom of the, uh, the, the, whatchamacallit. So that way, and then, uh, and if people want to buy some of these fantastic shirts you got, I mean, it, it's killer. If you guys can't see it, this at some point is going to wind up on my YouTube channel, but guys, this shirt, I love it. It It's really cool. Yeah, this one. It's got all the guns and all the good stuff. It's got oh man, you got yep. the Browning there. You got the the ARs are on oh, there. The shotguns, the 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 oh yeah, the M4s. Yep, really. All of it's there. The 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 Bravo. Oh man, you guys. Um, cows in there too. <laughs> how do they how do they get in touch with you? Uh, so there's there's multiple ways to get in touch with me. The easiest way probably my TikTok. Uh, my TikTok has um the link to my website on there. My TikTok, once again, is R-E-S-P-K-T clothing. The website is the same. It's respectclothing.com. And then you have my emails, uh, which is nick at respectclothing.com. Um, and then I'm obviously I'm at uh, Instagram, Facebook as well. So I'm all over the place. You reach out to me. I am absolutely 100% open to, to even just talk. Um, I'm here. So, yeah. Well, Nick, we appreciate you on here, man, brother. Thank you so very much for coming on, uh, spending time with us. 
Uh, if anybody's trying to get in touch with Nick, we're going to have all of his contact information in the bio for this podcast. Uh, until next time, brother, I uh, greatly appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. You too.